1: Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. This is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Nadine Blaney.
2: And I'm Kyle Roderenza. And an unexpectedly positive day today. Do
1: you know that this is the sixth straight session? That's a lot of S's. Sixth straight session's of gains for the local market so yeah looking pretty good I, I was a little bit surprised i thought it might be a little bit lackluster mm. out there considering we've got the us on holidays and even if you look around the region we saw the Nikkei in japan down by one percent
2: okay so yeah we're a little bit of an outline it's interesting too. we saw some weakness coming through the materials and energy names i know we'll go through that a little bit in a second but um generally speaking fairly broad base the a6200 for what it's worth up 0.53 percent uh the sebo 200 up 0.44 percent and uh well like you said. Said. Weekly from Wall Street, bit of a, uh, a public holiday in the United States tonight, but nevertheless, um, optimism abounds.
1: Yeah, well, let's consider why. Perhaps we'll get to that in our three themes. Um, we continue to keep a very close eye on tech. I mean, even though we did see tech down in the U.S. on yeah. Friday, I mean, the Nasdaq dominated the week—the eighth straight week of gains for the Nasdaq—and tech here getting a bid as well. Also, you know, just behind that rally. Um, I think here, at least, if you look at you know the Aussie dollar, for example, is very much the the hopes for China, like further. St- uh, stimulus coming in china as soon as tomorrow
2: well yeah that's the hope isn't it and uh, perhaps what will be the story for the next couple of days That uh one-year loan prime rate more significantly perhaps that five-year loan prime rate uh to be cut by 10 basis points that's the word on the street and uh well that's important because that five-year loan prime rate is uh well i suppose you could say the area or the, the, the rate that they use to try and stimulate the property market and that's been well a big problem for the last 18 months maybe two years now it's yeah a long time.
1: interesting though because you know a lot of the conversations that i've had has been in terms of you know what would be really great for Aussie miners, for example, is some sort of a big stimulus spend coming from the Chinese authorities. And it doesn't look as if that is going to be the way in which they look to stimulate the economy. I mean, you never know, but uh, it seems as if it will be a bit more nuanced than that. I was chatting with Nathan Somersandar from Deep Data Analytics on the call today, and he was just saying, like, China's reopening has been looked upon as a disappointment. From those outside looking in, but China's doing the right thing in his view, you know, looking to go for, you know, steady growth growth rather than, you know, just spending big to achieve these Big meaty targets, but um, despite that, uh, we did see iron ore today dragged down by falling steel prices.
2: Yeah, and we did see some of those cyclical areas a little weak. Uh, I know coal as well was down yeah. for its own reasons. New Haven was off, and so was White Haven. So um, materials and energy were the only sectors lower. But again, nevertheless, we did probably run up into that news at the end of last week anyway. So mm-hmm. again, we'll continue to wait and watch for some of that. Um, well, breaking news tomorrow, but. Well, let's get across some of the sectors um, because healthcare was the top performer for the day. I guess maybe CSL catching a bit of love, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, bouncing back a little bit.
1: Maybe a bit of bargain hunting moving Mm in. Uh, Still, you know, not making up all of last week's losses sitting at 284 to finish this session. And you can see there, the rest of the healthcare names. In fact, um, I just noticed on the front page of the Fin, Macquarie's name, Seven Stocks, that it sees as being very resilient in the face of a downturn. And I know that CSL was on there, and I think ResMed was on there. Didn't have time to read the, Article in its entirety, but I'm sure we can find that stuff out ourselves as well.
2: Dig that out, yes indeed. And uh, well, consumer staples also rising 1.5% collectively today. And Woolworths uh, actually being upgraded by a few brokers.
1: Yeah, that's what really did help drive that. It was a UBS upgrade to buy up by a pretty solid 2%. And uh, you can see Endeavor Group there up by 1.3%. But the, the even the consumer discretionary retailers had a pretty good day today. All things considered, so if you look at you know J.B. High Five, Harvey Norman, Premier Investments, okay, they underperformed the broader market, but it has been such a, an unloved sector, and, and sector-wide, it was in positive territory.
2: Yes, indeed. Uh, of course, concerned about interest rate hikes there and the impact on Aussie households. Uh, we did talk about energy before. We'll touch on that very quickly. Um, Woodside down. Whitehaven Coal, you can see down uh, there, 3%. New Hope mm. was about 6% as well. So it was very much those coal names that uh, bore the uh, the brunt. But generally speaking, um, just some weakness coming back through some of those energy plays, And uh, maybe we'll skip to the miners as well because it was uh, perhaps a little bit more nuanced. But... Um, only because gold was, was <laughs> up by um, by a fraction, Newcrest mining up 1.5%. Um, the big three there also um, down by, well, a non-trivial amount.
1: Yeah, and um, it's, it's so interesting because, uh, you know, while we've got all this talk of stimulus, we've had the likes of Goldman's, you know, downgrading GDP expectations for growth this year from 6% to 5.4%. So, um you know, it's just uh, a waning momentum in the Chinese economy, despite this COVID reopening. Look, I don't know, Kyle. It's been quite quiet on the corporate front lately. I know yeah. on Friday we had AGL, but it just feels as if we're sort of waiting, maybe for the next spate of downgrades to come before uh, we get to earnings season. Well, I was going to say, really can't
2: before the storm, right? Mm-hmm. We're not we're not f- that far no. away from it now, but no, we certainly have been a little bit quieter on the news fronts. Um, wouldn't mind picking up on my resources, actually, uh, just in terms of the corporate news of the day? Because I think that was down by about as much as 19% by the middle of the day's trade. Uh, some disappointing uh, numbers coming out, or about, I should say specifically, an Argentinian mine.
1: Yeah, they've um, they've put out production uh, timeline, which obviously has very much disappointed the market. Um, Abacus Property was actually the best performer on the 200 today, though. It's looking to spin out the storage king. Uh, part of the business. So I had a chat with Harry Watt from Sean Partners and Market Matters today, and he reckons it makes good sense. That interview is up online. Uh, he also chatted to me about PointsBet. So it has had DraftKings make an offer for the company, so it wants to sell its U.S. business, and it came to market and said, look, it, it appears as if there could be you know, a better or an improved kind of offer coming through. So that's really, you know, and again, Harry Watt said this is going to be really good for shareholders, a bit of mm. a get-out-of-jail-free card, so to speak, for some. Um, but yeah, the share price up by close to 21% today.
2: Indeed, very tasty. And Austal uh, and Korean Energy also on there as well. What was the news behind that? Austal
1: got a deal with the US Navy. I'm surprised that its share price isn't, well, not surprised really, but it's down by 2% even in the wake of that news, and Korean Energy firmed up its production guidance, and also deferred planned maintenance for um, for its project in uh, Brazil. So, looking pretty good up there by three and a quarter percent.
2: Indeed, and um, well, we didn't have a stock of the day, actually, did we? Yeah. You uh, you took the to <laughs> and, and we went a whole sector.
1: Well, because first of all, um, it's just such a it's just such a massive influence right now in the market. We had a little bit of news: Hanson Technologies mm-hmm. and Bravura both got a new CEO. But really, it's just like this is the overarching theme, and everybody wants to know: Have you missed the boat with some of those big names here in Australia, or are some of those really beaten down tech names? Still looking like good value. So, Gaurav Sodhi and Nathan Samasundram. Here's what they had to say.
0: We've got an amazing tech sector on the ASX. The top four or five companies are genuinely first-rate. Um, stuff like uh, Wise Tech, Technology One, Zero, Altium. We've managed to pick up. Um Objective Corp during this mm-hmm. little route. We will start a little position Objective Corp. I think that's an outstanding position. I would buy that over Technology One. I know Technology mm-hmm. One is a wonderful business and it's on our watch list as well. But I would just suggest that the there's a, a lot of aggressive accounting that runs through Technology One and it's much cleaner and uh, from my point of view uh much more favorable um through Ob- Objective Corp. And so I, I like that business quite a lot we know we're long-term fans of um altium and ordinate we hold both in the portfolios ordinate is a top five position for me personally i've held it for years but i think my favorite tech stock at the moment the one that i um have been buying recently has been rpm global that are quite interesting yeah
2: so i am looking at the sector tech sector is of interest for me um but i'm not chasing the the fan favorites because mm-hmm. they were all quite well priced and i think they'll trade with nasdaq and that's another game being played on a global level Um, so i think they'll come off but look they're good so you don't have to worry about them but there are some turnaround stories like rpm global like objective i think they're worthwhile on the risk return to support in this market and i think if things do you know if you if you're positive on the market and you think things are going to keep running your upside is much more on something like rpm global and objective than with the fan favorites because everyone's there That sounded reasonably positive overall. Obviously, it's, yeah. it's nuanced when you come to a whole sector, but there was um, all, a lot of opportunities out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was a good chat. It was actually a really good episode of the call. It always is, but um, those it. guys just—you know—they've got a—they've got a vibe going. Oh, they've been doing it for a each while, other quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know what they're doing. Um, you know who else knows what he's doing? Josh Gilbert from Etoro, and he is joining us now. Josh, hey, good afternoon to you. Your shirt does not correspond with the performance of this market today.
3: Yeah this this color behind me does a little <laughs> bit though but um no I didn't I didn't come prepared but look no it's nice I'm I'm quite happy to to wear the opposite and and we see green from the market um you know coming off the back of obviously a three week losing streak to to break that last week was pretty good and then get a nice follow on today uh, especially after we had a you know a bit of a negative lead from from Wall Street on Friday we sort of shrugged that off today which was which is quite good but uh, look I think the weakness that we've seen from from the local market um has has priced in you know much of the hawkishness that we're getting from the rba um you know ultimately the market is is saying okay cool you know we've got one or two more hikes left in the tank and i think the good news with that is that if we don't get that then we could see some upside here Um, and the also the good news to that as well is that yes okay markets you know the, the local market is probably underperforming global markets as a whole but it's still relatively resilient. You know, we're still up year to date. Um, we're still coming off the back of, you know, a resilient year last year as well. I mean, even look at the UK, for example, uh, you know, really struggling with inflation, really high interest rates, um, you know, not having a good time at all on the macro front. You know, if you take away that it's the UK, you could probably look at it as a as an emerging market. Um, But again, equity markets still relatively resilient. Um, So, yeah, I think we've got to take the the good news uh, when you can sometimes. Um, So, yeah, a fair bit of positivity going into today. Indeed, and I suppose if we are
2: looking for the next bit of good news, it might come from China, perhaps some soaps there of uh, stimulus from the PBOC in the next few days.
3: Yeah, we've obviously got plenty of good news last week um, in in the sense of, of those cuts to the short term and medium term rates. I think that, that that was the sort of the start of those, you know, the monetary tweakings that we were seeing. Um, it was a token, I guess, the market saw it as. The market sort of ran with that a little bit. We had plenty of optimism there from China Tech. We had some optimism from the local market in terms of materials as well. But I think that we've lost a little bit of that steam today given that we're still waiting on that sort of clearer support. We had uh, the state council meeting, um, which didn't sort of reveal any potential stimulus. And I think the market didn't like that as much. Hang saying I think was down about a percent today. Well, I think we've got to have a little bit of patience here. I think, you know, China is is doing the right thing. You know, they, they've ultimately put themselves in this problem. Um, but, you know, they don't want to sort of, you know, cut rates and, and sort of overstimulate and then have the problems that the rest of the world have and then have to then start fighting inflation and uh, and raising interest rates again. So a bit of patience, I think, needed from investors. Um, this isn't going to happen over, overnight. It's going to take a little bit of time. Uh, but I think those cuts will come. We've still got the the ability to see more cuts this week. That may happen after the sort of the, the weak data that we had from China last week uh, from from industrial and retail sales as well. Uh, but yeah, we, we've just lost a little bit of steam there. Um, investors just sort of pulling back a bit of optimism, given that we didn't have any mention of a, of a stimmy package um, in, uh, in the council meeting today.
1: Josh, um, we did see tech coming off on Wall Street on Friday. Was that just a reaction to, you know, the sheer strength that we had seen? You know, Microsoft's market cap, I can't even remember when it hit Apple all time highs, you know, Oracle rising significantly after, um, you know, an improved forecast in Like, was it just was it just a time for a bit of a pullback?
3: Look, I think we we can ultimately say if a breather comes, no one's going to sort of bat an eyelid at it, to be honest. I think, you know, again, the Nasdaq was down, as you say, Friday, but I'm not sure, you know, any investors are sort of going to sort of worry about that too much for, for the time being. So look we're in a sort of. You know, a, a really difficult position, I think, for investors where, OK, have we reached the top for the Nasdaq? Are we going to see it sort of come off significantly? Are we going to see a bit of a breather or are we just going to see this thing continue to sort of run forward? I think the good news is that markets is, you know, especially, you know, tech is is pricing in, um, you know, at least another hike from from the Fed and the market is ultimately calling the Fed's bluff because you know Jerome Powell is saying, okay, we're going to have two more hikes. That's the, the the dot plot has got two more hikes in there as well. But you know, markets just don't believe that. So look, I, I don't mind seeing a little bit of a breather. You know, just a bit of a slowdown is 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 good. Always good to see. I think you know you don't want this thing to to sort of keep running high, um, you know, and then we come crashing back down as well. You know, the contrarian investors are certainly going to be looking at this with with everyone sort of piling in as, as a bit of an opportunity to, to the downside. But I think tech is, is still a nice place to be, you know, in this current economic environment. You know, if we do get a bit of a slowdown um, in terms of economic growth, a bit harder than we're expecting, I think tech will be you know you know fairly immune to that and then i think if we continue to to sort of see this positivity that we're getting from the us in terms of okay the economic data that's coming through is is showing signs of a resilient economy. Inflation is moving in the right direction. There's no question about that. We're already at sort of 4% for headline inflation. Um, so I think tech is a good place to be. And I think investors uh, are understanding that and, and ultimately don't not want to be in tech right now because, you know, the the biggest thing that you the biggest mistake I think you can probably make in markets is, is not being in them. And we saw that, I think, more evidently this year um than than we ever have done before so um yeah i think that's a big part of what we're seeing is just investors wanting to stay involved in markets rather than sort of jumping out of the first sign of trouble
2: it does seem sentiment is shifting just a little bit josh thank you so much for helping us kick off the week josh gilbert there from xro see you josh thanks guys
3: take care have a good week
1: you too well i think we're at that time of day why don't we take a look at what uh led the market we'll start with what led the market because it was a a positive session and Abacus yep already sort of referenced uh, the spin-off that's taking place with Storage King Megaport I had sort of not been paying attention to Megaport is that just a tech story do you think Carl?
2: I see it on there and uh, I often as you know when you do it as well try and uh, write that market wrap at the end of the day and Often, Megaport can be doing things that are basically indescribable, inexplicable. So, it might be that. I, I haven't been able to see anything in particular when it comes to Megaport. Um, but, well, we have seen some strength coming through uh, tech more broadly. Yeah, today.
1: there's no news that I can see, nor yeah. for Polinovo. Um, but it did, again, get name-dropped in the call today, if you'd like to go back and take a listen with the guys. Um, and Domino's Pizza, I mean, this time last week. It was out with that downgrade. So, again, just perhaps a little bit of um, bargain hunters moving in. And like 360, I just think it's the tech story. Overall, let's see if there's more news that we can hang our hats on. Oh, there you go. There's your Lake Resources.
2: Yes, down um, 20% today. Yeah, the day. We wow. spoke about the uh, production, disappointing production update perhaps a little earlier. A New Hope we're talking about um, the weakness in coal. Well, um, there you go. New Hope was down six percent Um, And again, interestingly enough, it was those sort of materials and energies names, uh, despite some of the speculation around Chinese stimulus that um, will wait on the market.
1: Uh, late in the session I look at resources I did note I had a downgrade coming through and again mm. I do think that was coming from UBS don't quote me on it but it was a downgrade I do know that sometimes you know we're consuming so much information during the day I really Overload. do my best small caps let's see if there's anything I can pick out of here yes, one of healthcare signed a deal with Telstra check points bet we already talked about that one and right three, the rest it of them right of I'll leave let's see what's laggards on the small to mid cap space Global, you were there on I Friday.
2: I know I wasn't, and yeah. uh, well, have they called us back yet?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. we oh, have to uh, double check. Give us a call. Je-wah. We need to know how to pronounce your name. If for nothing else, save us from ourselves. Yeah. But yeah, giving back so some. They call Friday back or
2: we'll buy five hundred bucks of the stock. That <laughs> <laughs> all, all right.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, somebody has written that down and taken notes. Kyle, you might yep. be rich. You never know. I'm
2: waiting maybe one day. <sighs>
1: Overnight, it's pretty quiet. We've got that Juneteenth holiday in the United States, but I do believe that the NHB is still releasing their housing okay. market index.
2: That, that will be fascinating. Of course, um, the US housing market, market having its own issues as well. similar to I suppose, Australia's um, over the last 18 months or so with the tightening cycle. Um, and, well, do we have much on tomorrow? I think it's RBA. Well, minutes. RBA,
1: yeah. Um,
2: Corporate-wise, oh, it's a bit, bit, bit there. Santa Barbara AGM, is that right? Yep, uh,
1: that's what I read anyways, and everybody always wants to get a look into copper so interesting to note there and uh, we've got US housing starts tomorrow night so it really is sort of a slow burn to start the week I think it's fair to say Um, but we are making our way toward. well Jay Powell will Mm -hmm. be speaking this week we've got the Bank Bank of England England
2: as well if you're a currency person
1: and uh, tomorrow we've got the PBOC so that is potentially you know what could really be dictating trade here tomorrow Um, You know, because, of course, we're all hanging out for these expectations of stimulus, you know, stimulus hopes. I hope we're not going to be saying this time tomorrow, hope springs eternal.
2: Oh, we could though. At least it writes a headline for us. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, we've also got Blinken wrapping up talks in China, maybe even meeting the Chinese president before uh, leaving tomorrow. Um, that's all I can really see today. It was it was a it was a pretty good Monday. Yeah,
2: he's into it. That's what it's all about. You yeah. don't want to I don't know <laughs> our stretch age, ourselves. Too stretch much. ourselves. You know, to tear the proverbial calf on day one. We just yeah exactly warm up, and that was a good start. I think point six percent higher. Yeah, six two hundred in the end.
1: Finishing um, off. I should say, up to 7295 for the S&P ASX 200. Uh, look, so that's building on last week's gains, which ended up being awfully close to 1.8%. Very interesting times when you consider where interest rates are sitting, but it's just, you know, these expectations that we m- we're near the peak. I mean, I guess Jay Powell will go a long way to sort of clarifying that when he speaks this week.
2: He yeah, will. Well, that's what we have ahead of us. We'll um, maybe wrap things up for now. Sure. What do you reckon? Yeah. Um Remember, you can catch up on all the uh, well, very high quality interviews that we did today, and all the you did a great one
1: with the de- former deputy governor of the um, Bank, Bank of Japan. Japan. I
2: did enjoy that; it was uh, a bit of a coup, I think. Yeah. So um, watch that. It is on the uh, on the website, talking about effectively all the changes to Bank of Japan policy, or I suppose maybe lack thereof, uh, yeah. possibly going forward, and then. Um, also, some interesting conversations about the long-term outlook for Japan's economy. It will be very, very influential. So catch up on that. Also, a myriad of other uh, fantastic news, views, interviews uh, that you can see. Um, otherwise, what are you reckon? Yeah,
1: have a Call great night. Planning for your next trip?